1: self-driving car test now one of uber's rivals this is google's new self-driving car. today we're going to be talking about all this new mobility that's going on momentum begets momentum and today we've started the first step in a journey to change regulation well it was a tragic um accident and um you know it's it's sort of when you think about it one of the reasons that that we're here
0: all right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Sunday Stories with me, your host, Farim Shinzadeh, when we cover ongoing headlines and meet interesting fucking guests. And today we'll deep dive into mobility as a service. You probably heard a lot about it, self-driving cars, electric scooters, car sharing. In this episode, my co-host is Eric Eunuchs, an entrepreneur uh, and business coach that has been in this field for a long time. Welcome to the show, Eric.
1: Thank you. How has it been? It's been uh it's been kind of cold lately. <laughs> right,
0: the it's it's snowing
1: it's Yeah, weird. it is. Kind of.
0: So they too were late. late. yeah, right. Yeah, I heard some th- some uh, some news about that in uh, it might be snowing <clears throat> in April. Yeah,
1: yeah, I heard it. some some sort of uh turbulence up north would end and then probably the the winter will come in April and and yeah, like that. Wow. Mm.
0: So we have um we have um collected some would you rather questions mm-hmm. um i don't want you to get scared because <laughs> some of these
1: i, <laughs> I already am so
0: <laughs> you already are. some of them are um, more funny some of them are like you have to think about them and yep. just answer them as you want okay sure so let's begin mm-hmm. would you rather uh, have super sensitive taste or a super sensitive hearing uh i would say easily super Mm -hmm. sensitive hearing all right yep (laughs) is 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 it a is that something you you dreamt about no like a superhero thing But,
1: but i would use it in uh several situations i mean for one thing i have teenage kids right So it's good to hear what they are talking about when i'm not listening uh and the other part is I think your kids would not like that no they they would definitely (laughs) not like it but that would be one good thing and the other thing is I'm a kind of a passionate uh, hunter so hearing uh, I I hunt all all kinds of things but like uh, birds for example wow Uh, that must be really hard yeah it is and uh, uh, super sensitive hearing would definitely help (laughs) shit (laughs) wow Yeah, yeah Moving
0: to the next question. this is one is pretty weird. would you rather uh would you rather randomly time travel plus twenty years every time you fart <laughs> <laughs> or teleport to a different place on earth every time you sneeze and it's it's totally random, totally random like every time you fart you're gonna be twenty plus years or every time you sneeze you're going to be teleported to a random location on earth
1: yeah <laughs> I, I i
0: i i you know i told you it's yeah a, <laughs> it's that was
1: weird yeah uh i think i would prefer the farting part <laughs> <laughs> you see okay okay yeah. we're
0: already warming up great yeah. great moving on to the next question would sure. you rather be uh, handsome but stupid or intel- intelligent and ugly yeah i
1: would definitely be uh, i would choose to be more intelligent. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's, it's some charm in that. Yeah. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. True. Moving on to the next question. Would you rather be an amazing painter or a brilliant math- mathematician?
1: I would, I would choose to be a painter. A
0: painter? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seeing as you work in mobility, I thought yeah. you are going to say mathematician.
1: No. No. I, I, uh, I actually did some painting when I was younger. So, I, I, wow. I, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, so that would be that would be really cool.
0: Do you have any specific, like, things you paint or...?
1: No, I was actually painting a lot of uh, uh, animals when animals? I was... Animals? Yeah, Is yeah. It because you're hunter? Birds. <laughs> birds? <laughs> so first paint them and then shoot them. <laughs> or the opposite. That's a good... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, birds must really hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. And coming down to the last question of those weird questions... Um, would you rather have your uh, pizza delivered by a drone or a self-driving car? Hmm. More serious. Question.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. That's a hard one, right? I think uh, f- if I go with my gut feeling, I would say. Uh, I would say a self-driving car.
0: Self-driving car, right? Cool. Mm. Yeah, that that would be awesome. Like um, coming up to uh, your—I mean, you—you live in a house, right? Yeah. Uh, That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Just driving through. Amazing, man. So Good we question. went through all of these questions, yeah. and you're still here. Thank you for being still here. Yep. So let's just, you know, dive into like mm. the company you work with, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Citizap, right? Yep. Can you tell us more about Citizap and sure. what you guys do?
1: Um, we are a mobility as a service company. Uh, we have a two-sided business model, uh, where one part of it is one part of it is that we rent out or lease out light electric vehicles. It's a, it's a business-to-business uh, deal. So if you work in a, a co-working space or, or similar kind of environment, uh, your tenant is the one who is our customer, and you can use the vehicle and paper drives, basically. Right. right. And the other part is uh, is a mobility service uh, for women only. So we have uh, employed uh, female drivers, and we have uh, it's a sup- subscription model of the of the service. So we have uh, females as subscribers. So you That's b- really basically gold-ish. buy how many trips yeah. you wanna you wanna you think you will use per month. Mm-hmm. So and you book it like you book an uber or a bolt or or similar but but the difference is that we have light electric vehicles which is uh in our case uh three-wheel electric scooters
0: and <clears throat> there is like is there a specific uh, reason for for having a segment just woman the, right
1: yeah it is it's uh it's for several reasons um one of them is one of them is of course that we have a I mean we are approaching an industry uh, where drivers are dominated by males up to 97%. So true. if you go with a if you go with an Uber or a regular taxi or whatever, it's most likely that you will go with a with a, with a male driver. That's true. So for one thing we can employ females in in kind of a new industry for them and we have actually had some Really good experience when it comes to that because we have had a lot of applications for women and females who want to become drivers. Damn. So that's that's one reason. And uh, the other thing is that we we know that this customer segment, if you could describe women as a customer segment, they are uh, at least in Sweden or, or and in some other places they they experience a kind of uh, uh, not secure environment uh, mm. i mean riding with a un, an unknown mail driver it 's not i mean they 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 feel s- sometimes unsecure. so mm. uh, that 's that 's one other reason mm. but i mean if, in general if you want to build a a consumer brand it's it's it 's much about branding so it's it's, it's about All right branding yeah. of it course. is
0: definitely is. Mm. that that's the only way to succeed in, in, yeah. in, in today's markets yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have so much companies popping up especially in Sweden I feel mm-hmm. like we are so like devoted into making stuff easier mm-hmm. so this popping up every time yeah. you have <coughs> at one service maybe a hundred different solutions right yeah. so it's definitely definitely yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you have been working with mobility before it became this cool, huge thing (laughs) that people were investing in, right? Tell me about the first mobility project.
1: Yeah, okay. I didn't know that at that time that I was working with e-mobility. That was the name before, or e-mobility is is kind of a wider description of the industry. E-mobility is more like electric propulsion. So it could be any kind of vehicle or ship and in this case i was developing it's like 10 years ago i was developing oh it's no it's more than 10 years ago <laughs> i was Twitter. developing uh <clears throat> the first electric propulsion boat it was um, it was an electric engine in a in a regular boat for leisure use so to speak so it was 10 years ago and it was definitely too early uh, but but that's that's when I got really interested in this electric mobility. Um, are you like a
0: <clears throat> are you an
1: engineer in
0: your background? No, or I'm like not. I'm not. You're just very fascinated about <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, I am.
1: And I mean, I would say that uh, that's one of the things that point out an entrepreneur. They they are willing to try new things even though they don't know anything about right. it. Right. Uh, and. Uh, there are so many talented people that can help you that are engineers, so True. you don't have to be it on your own. But as I said, it was a uh, it was too early, uh, and it was kind of a really shitty financial situation uh, globally. It mm-hmm. was two thousand and eight, so uh, the financial markets were like collapsing, uh, and it and
0: wasn't that easy to get investments by no, that time, right? No,
1: it wasn't <coughs> I- not not in Sweden at least, right. but um, uh, it's kind of. I mean, I'm I'm glad to see that we have some Swedish startups that works with uh, e-mobility in in the boat industry today. And uh, one really good example is is X Shore. Right, yeah, Swedish. That's startup. the
0: guy who's the founder of yeah. uh, what's it called the other company. He's founded uh, Sound Industries. Right, yeah, pretty big one. Yeah, really cool guy. Yeah. Mm. wow. But it's 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 very odd going from like music or like uh, headphones to boats. Yeah, but
1: yeah. But as I mentioned, yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a typical entrepreneur thing. Yeah, I mean, you you want to build things, you want to try out sure. new things, you want to do uh, things that no one else has done. Right. Uh, I, I I've listened to a guy called uh, Ivan Kuzrad. Okay, he's, uh, sounds like a scientist. No, he's not. He's the opposite. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's uh, he's the founder of uh, Patagonia. Okay, uh, you know the the really big outdoor brand. Right. Yeah. Right. It's been it's been around for like, I think he's he started seventy three or something, nineteen seventy three. So it's it's really it's a really cool, sustainable brand. Yeah. Well, he said that if you want to study real entrepreneurship, you should you should study kids. Because they, true. their approach is no. I want to do it my own way. I I don't want to do it like you tell me. I yeah. want to do. I want to try out something new, and uh, it's the same thing with entrepreneurs. That's that's
0: that's correct. Just to refer the, to the story, um, have you done this uh, marshmallow challenge? It's very yeah. famous, right? Yeah. And it's some statistics say that that those who do do it better than everyone else is mm-hmm. actually the kids. Yeah. Which is pretty funny <laughs> that they're better than architects, yeah. and so yeah, it's very true. We have this the first side of it, which is like uh, the the manufacturers of mm-hmm. the this kind of vehicles, yeah. and then we have companies that run this as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what is the corporations doing about this? Like mm. the big companies Good we're person. talking about, Layup. Dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, we started. We were launching, I would say pre-launching 2018, uh, but we were we were writing our business plans and business model in 2017. And, and since then, it's been crazy in this right. mobility as a service business or industry because a lot of really big corporates, not only corporates, it's like, you know, SoftBank, uh, big uh, car manufacturers, they are trying to positioning themselves in the mobility as a service right. area, big time. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of investment done since 2017 in in all sorts of uh, mobility as a service companies.
0: And that's very good. Like if if you see the 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 trend with the environmental, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, Greta, for example, and mm, all of this. Mm. It feels like it has been accelerating for the past couple of years. Yeah. So you had the politicians not doing anything and then mm. somehow the startups always take the you know, first step yeah. and yeah. show how it should be done, yeah. right?
1: And I think it's about, the, it's about an understanding about uh, how to quickly pivot good ideas. Yeah. Because you can have an apartment at a, corporate, uh, a big corporate business uh, of hundreds of people, and, and everyone is working crazy. But still, uh, most of the times, an, uh, a startup is faster. Yeah. And they are approaching, like we talked about kids, they're yeah. approaching the, uh, the problem in a different way. There's, there's always a, uh, a culture controlling what is being done at, a, at an R&D department. Uh, some, of course, are not like that, but most of them are. And and I mean, at management level, there's an understanding that you need startups to be able to be fast. Right. Um,
0: Is it possible for corporate culture to adapt the mentality of no. startups? No. no.
1: I would say no. Right. I mean, if you look at, like Klarna, mm-hmm. for example, Swedish, famous startup. Uh, they're not like, an, th- I mean, they see it themselves as a, a scale up or yeah. Yeah, something like that. But they describe themselves as being hundreds of startups connected in one unit. Hmm. So they have a different approach on setting up the company. So I think that you need to start from the beginning. Uh, you need to d- uh, start all over. And yeah. big corporates, they have a culture it's, and it's not easy to get rid of it. Yeah. And it's mostly the the culture that controls the way you work, I would say. I see. So, you, th- I mean, it's it's hard to describe everyone in the same way, but that's how I see it. Generally, yeah, right, in general, right, yeah. yeah.
0: I was speaking to uh, to um, uh, Susan uh, Helene from uh, mm. Nordea and. Uh, she was referring to like, the, the banking system and, and, and the, yeah. the startups. She was saying that you know, most banks are like oil tanks mm-hmm. and startups are like speedboats. Yeah. But because of the big like, uh, regulations mm-hmm. and you know, all of this that you have to do, mm-hmm. d- the big companies can't run that fast.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I use a phrase, uh, and it says, if you're a startup... You only need one yes to go right and if you're a corporate, you only need one no not to go right <laughs> Be- because that's how it's organized yeah. I mean all the way from management level all the way down it doesn't it do- you only need one no mm-hmm. and then the 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 project is shut down sure. if you're a startup <clears throat> if just anyone in the team says we should try this and if it's not totally crazy everyone else would say yeah yeah let's do that yeah. let's try that let's try it fast um, and that kind of culture is so hard to, to set upon a big corporate
0: true, true. I
1: mean you, you there's another famous uh, uh, entrepreneur I mean Richard Branson everyone yeah. knows of him he, he has some sort of idea about every unit sh- should have their own uh, decision making uh, they should not be. It should the, the decision making should not come from above, and every unit should not be above hundred people. Right. So units up to hundred people can be self-driven. Uh, right. Yeah. That's his way of of uh, not becoming a big slow oil tank. Right. Yeah. But th- there's another thing as well because. I, I've listened to uh, a guy that founded Y Combinator. Right. Uh, I don't remember the name of him, but, but he's really cool. He says that every entrepreneur or every startup founder should be happy that most of the people are not willing to work in the startup way because how would we else get employees after the founding team. That's true. And what the, what's, what's different between a general employee working at the corporate and the startup founder is that they want to work upon uh, a number of set rules. Yeah. I mean, you, you, want to have, you, you want to know where the walls are. I mean, they want to have a space and they want to move in that space. If you have an entrepreneur, they definitely want to go outside that space uh so corporate people in general they want to work this way right they don't want to be uncertain about what what is happening tomorrow right. or the next week they want to have certain rules to work upon and um so that i think that is uh, uh that, that is one reason as well so it, it because of the the the, the culture part and also about how people are rigged. Right. Some are entrepreneurs. Some are corporates.
0: And if we look at, like, for for example, the um, electric uh, car industry, right? Yeah. Uh, electric cars have been with us for a long time, right? But it wasn't before an, an a crazy entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, you know, started working with this yeah. that he actually changed something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's it's very, yeah. very true.
1: Yeah. And he wanted. He wanted to have the corporates, I mean the big car manufacturer, to close the gap that he, was, that he, has, he had created uh, to, to be ahead of them. Right. And he did that by letting uh, a big part of his IPO portfolio free. Mm-hmm. So that they could use the technical solutions that they have developed wow. and what the reason for that is was that he wanted to widen the market for for electric cars. He mm. knew that the, it would be difficult for him alone and to Tesla alone to build an industry where everyone would buy an electric car but if if he could help help from competitors to have consumer move into that market, it would be easier for him.
0: True. That's true. That's that's very, very smart. Yeah. And, <clears throat> well, that's that's a difference. I mean, if, if a corporate would do this, they would pretty much lock it down. No, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, that's so typical. So it's typical. so typical. Yeah. It's,
1: it's the not invented here thought. Right, yeah. So if it's not invented here, it's not good. True. And I have another really good thing on that issue right. because... I, I've been working with a startup called IP Screener. <clears throat> IP Screener. IP Screener. They have basically built a search engine for patents. Mm. And it's not like Google. It's, a, it's very different. Right. Because Google's uh, algorithms, they find what you are supposed to want to find. So they are, once you're starting to search with Google, you become biased. Right, but this search engine is supposed to not make you biased on one you w- on based on what you want to find, but the engine makes corporate R and D units faster in decision making when it comes to should we work with this idea or not? Hmm. Because in an R and D uh, apartment, often you have a lot of engineers, and they find a really interesting topic, and they want to solve it. Right. And they get so into solving that, so they don't want to see a competitors. Picture, they don't yeah. want to see what's already done. They just want to solve the problem. Hmm. So what is happening is that uh, there's a lot of money spent on that project, even though it will be closed down because someone else has already filed a patent based huh. on that technology. Yeah, yeah. So if you were an R&D uh, management at any level I mean the, the 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 normal thing for you would be that oh that we should have that tool so that we can speed up the way we evaluate ideas true does this work like an
0: entire world because like <clears throat> you have different kind of rules for them. I mean China for example mm-hmm. they're very good at copying and yeah, yeah, not yeah. caring about yeah. patterns right? yeah so that's
1: I would say that's that's another that's another issue but most countries yeah, maybe work yeah. great. But, but if you ask the R&D boss, w- would you not like to have this as a tool to be able to move faster in the R&D? He would say no. Right. Because it's not invented here. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So we
0: ratified billions of dollars. Yeah. So a lot of things are happening in this uh, mobility
1: uh, what you call it e-mobility right yeah uh, e-mobility is is one way to describe it yeah. i mean mobility as a service doesn't necessarily has to be based on e-mobility oh, which right. is electric propulsion right it could be other types of propulsion of course but so there it's a little bit it's a difference between those two but mobility as a service is is uh, it's like software as a service you don't buy for the you don't pay for the product you pay for the service you pay for something that you need to.
0: Right. To so use. to to classify them like for example if I say uh, if I say Uber mm-hmm. what would you classify them as?
1: Oh, they are definitely a mobility as mobility, a service. Mobility, right?
0: Mm. If I if I say electric scooters.
1: Yeah, um, depends because right. if you're talking electric scooters like Voy, it's a mobility as a service. Right. But you could also buy scooters, of course. True. Uh, so if
0: you're a manufacturer of the product, then yeah. you're uh, in the mobility. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. now I got it.
1: <laughs> there are so many other segments in the mobility as a service uh, industry. Because you have, for example, um, uh, if you're talking self-driving cars, you need, uh, you need to have AI to be able to do autonomous driving. True. So that's one segment. Yeah. You need to understand uh, the environment, which is uh, like Google Maps or other map solutions. Um, You need to uh, understand the environment and understand what you see. That's one segment. And then you have like uh, logistics. For example, uh, the Swedish startup Enride. Yeah, who yeah. are they having autonomous uh, self-driving cars? So that's one. Se- so there, right. it, it's. I would say that w- we will see a segmentation of the whole industry in in just a couple of years. True.
0: True. Mm-hmm. Which basically takes me to the next question, and and that is the regulations, mm-hmm. uh, which is always a big problem yeah. in, uh, in innovation. Yeah. How should it be regulated?
1: If we look at Asia for example Singapore Shanghai etc they have a lot of regulations really <laughs> right but up to now or they've been kind of pragmatic hmm. about regula- regulations they have realized that it's not up to the to the state or to the government to to legislate good mobility as a service solution they, they know that this is the future, we can't have a lot of private owned car parked in the city because there's not room for them, True. so we need to have something else so they've been letting a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and, and, and startups trying out and what is not working is legislated uh, or it's being stopped right. so I would say that that's the best way to approach it uh, and in Stockholm, we see uh, late or oh, during during last year, we we we've been seeing uh, some legislation around scooters. Yeah. Uh, zones where they cannot ride faster than like nine kilometers. They cannot be parked anywhere. Um, so that type of legislation we've seen lately. There are some areas where legislation actually can push the development forward. For example, we we know that we don't want private-owned car in the cities Mm -hmm. because the cities are becoming dense. The environment, if you're living here or if you have an apartment, is not good if it's a lot of cars taking space. True. So the legislation can be good to prevent regular car for entering the, the city center. But people will not. The people will still be. I mean, they need to travel. So, then, other solution will definitely come up. Definitely. So that's one way or two approach it with with legislation. Yeah.
0: And if we go back maybe like fifty years, mm. uh, maybe before when the car was invented, you know, when yeah, Henry yeah. Ford was yeah, just yeah. starting out, yeah. you know, the the you had the street walks. They mm. were pretty much like kind of big, like yeah. everybody was walking. Yeah. And now they're getting smaller and smaller, and basically the car is taking the wide space, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's probably going to be another shift, like you say, in mm. the mm. How will be, you know, when the self-driving cars will be uh, in our every, everyday life and yeah. not just in the news, mm. how would the cities accept them? Because that's another challenge. Yeah. That's another yeah. level of the game.
1: Oh, I, I just want to com- to compare this uh, with the Henry Ford thing that you mentioned, right. because about 100 years ago, what, did you know what, the, what the, the biggest issue in New York were if we were talking mobility? No. Horseshit.
0: Horseshit. 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 No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: And the reason for it is that I mean, the, the population were becoming dense in, in New York City. And they needed a lot of horse to make people travel around the city. And as you know, uh, I mean, horse shit. Yeah. They shit a lot. (laughs) They do. (laughs) Yeah. And it became a really big problem. And there were actually people calculating, oh, if we would go on like this for 50 years, the pile of horse shit (laughs) would be like 10 (laughs) meters Damn. That was the biggest issue. That's crazy. The wow. shit was the biggest issue. People wow. couldn't get around walking because there were so much shit. Wow. And what happened? Henry Ford launched cars. Yeah. And then there, the problem just disappeared. Shit. And the horse disappeared. Yeah, they did. And I don't know exactly what will happen, but I think the problem that we have with cars today is like shit Because it will happen. In the upcoming five to ten years yeah definitely will um, i i think that we will see autonomous cars within five years i think it would be it will be more affordable to not own your own car or instead uh, have it as a mobility service where you pay for the service and Once again, it's about density. If you're not owning your own car, you want to make sure that when you need it, it's there.
0: How would we eliminate the perception of, you know, that self-driving cars Mm. are evil? You Mm -hmm. know, the typical RoboCop, Mm. not RoboCop, what is it, um, (laughs) the the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah, Um, Terminator. Terminator, right. Mm -hmm. How do we, like, you replace that view of, of technology with mm. something good. Mm.
1: The shit piles has to be higher first. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, true. I think it's It's about that. Right. Because it's still, at least in the Nordic countries, it's still so easy to own your own car. It's kind of expensive, but it's easy. Yeah. You can go all the way down to the city center, park it just a couple of hundred meters from your office, step out. And uh, the traffic jams are not that big. It's part of the day. It it is, but it's still not that big of an issue. Right. Yeah. Uh, But when that happens, I think people will be. I I mean, they will. They will pick what is available. And if an AI solution with the self-driving car is the solution i think people will choose it sometimes i get a little bit scared about uh, ai and then that's when it's used for bad purposes like war yeah like uh yeah it, we let it control too much, and we haven't really thought about what it's what it's able to do but a i has been among us for so long actually i mean mm. if you're flying to i don't know uh dubai mm-hmm. the pilots they will fly the plane like fifteen percent mm. and that's been happening for like fifteen years the right. rest of the time. It's an autopilot. Right. And, and what is an that. autopilot? Yeah. It's an AI. Right. So for one thing, we shouldn't be that scared of it. But we need to really think about what could happen when it comes to AI. And we've, I mean, we've seen some issues where Teslas have been killing people uh, because the AI didn't understand that there was an object in the way that was right. human. And there's an other really big issue and that's how we will give the AI when it comes to self driving car moral. Hmm. Because it must be really hard yeah, to, to yeah, do. Yeah, I moral. mean because you need to choose if a situation occurs that and it will be in between man driven car or self driving cars, you need to make the you need to help the, the ai to decision whether you should kill a woman with a child mm-hmm. or an old person right or every type of situation like that you need to teach the ai about this and that's moral yeah because no one if you if you kill someone i mean bumping into them with a the car with your car you could do a, a wrong thing based on legislation but if the situation is uh, difficult to decide whether you've de- done an unlegal thing or not, no one will blame you. More Maybe yourself, you will blame True. yourself. But True. if you've done what you're supposed to do according to the law, it's not a problem. Mm. But here, you need to be some sort of God when mm. you decide what the AI should decide. Right. And that is...
0: Yeah, because moral is a subjective. Yeah. I mean, the, depending on the programmer yeah. or the, the corporation, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So but how do we even start with a moral on oh. AI? Oh. Uh, d- d- is it basically putting up some rules to, uh, like you said, like we should always choose the elderly because they're still yeah. going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It was a bad, you know, but, but th- basically, is that what we do? Like to, to make it learn?
1: Yeah. And how do we decide that? I mean... You could you can find a seventy five or limping man. Right. Okay, we, we hit him instead of a young woman mm. with yeah. a shot. But what if the what if the this man is the is a scientist or a doctor and he has totally I mean his competence is not found anywhere right. else. Right. How do we decide that? Oh.
0: He just came came up with a cure for cancer and yeah, we just yeah, killed him. Yeah. Shit.
1: So it's uh, that's hard. That's yeah, hard. it's really hard. Wow, and it—I mean—that doesn't affect only mobility as a service. It's—it's it's all industries where AI and people will interact. So
0: this 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 has been—it <laughs> makes you think, right? <laughs> it, it, it makes and, and right. I, right. I
1: want to mention one other thing when it comes to AI because it's it's a sort of a philosophic uh, issue that I have mm-hmm. and. Let me ask you a question. Right. Why is the human the most dominant race on Earth?
0: Hmm. I have asked that question my, yeah. to my friend as well, that comedian guy that we also <laughs> had in the show. You know what his answer was? No. Because we have thumbs. Yeah, that's one way. <laughs> because but
1: chimpanzees also have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: true. That's true. I don't have a good... Uh, Answer to that actually, is it because uh, we're curious or
1: no I would say that it is because we are more intelligent right right We can dominate other races because we are smarter right and we give ourselves the right to dominate because we are smarter. That's the moral thing that we base this on hmm. We are smarter yeah what will happen if the AI will become smarter. Ooh. It already is. Yeah. What is happening if we're not controlling it? And it, it 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 will control us. Then we have another dominant race. Shit. And that's kind of a philosophic question, but it's definitely a a a potential uh thing that could happen. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Because most people when they think of AI or they maybe imagine robots, but this could actually be just a software controlling pretty yeah. much everything that we have. Yeah. Wow. And it
1: doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that we are being controlled by robots indeterminate, but but it could control us even though that we we don't know it. Because we rely that much on AI True. in a couple of years. Yeah. And that dis and it decides that we should do like this and that. And they have a greater purpose for that, and that is to kill the human race. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, it doesn't have to be. Um, it could be uh what's the word for it? Like uh, a slow going process, right? Where the AI, AI becomes the dominant race. Wow, it's kind of a that's dark. It's <laughs> it, it is dark. It could be. It could be the other way around, also. Right. I mean, if you, for example, um, talk to a doctor today, and and they don't know what's wrong with you. They have their colleagues, they have their experience, they can Google it, but it will take some time. And if it's one thing that the, 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 the healthcare doesn't have, at least in Sweden, then it's time. Yeah. But if you ask a AI doctor, it will find probably millions of answers about what is wrong with you. Hmm. And it would, based on statistic tell you what is most likely that you will have. Hmm. So it's really already much smarter than Yeah, it. it is. Yeah. I mean, all these issues are in our face today when it comes to self-driving cars. That's that's why, why I wanted to speak about mm-hmm. it because we need to decide these issues because self-driving cars are already in some places on our streets. True. We need technology to solve the issues that we have today when it comes to to using resources when it's come to solve the the climate uh, challenges right. uh, so we need to develop technology to to be able to solve these issues but it's I think it's in the end it's all about what kind of world we, we would like to live in because otherwise then we will just let scientists or engineers decide how we should li- live based on the the front end technologies that are available exactly so we need to decide how smart do we want the ai to become do we want to to have it controlling us or the other way around it needs to have legislation wow <laughs> shit yeah
0: wow that's um that's a uh, that's a good sum up for this episode yeah. oh man um Thank you for, for being a part of Sunday Stories. Thank you. Uh, thank you for was, being so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
1: could, I could probably talk about this forever. But it's, it's kind of fun because it's, uh, it, it runs away in different yeah. sort of directions. And it's a fun topic. It is, it is. Mm.
0: And it, it's going to be very exciting to follow you and, and see what's going to be next. Maybe airplanes or, you know, f- maybe flying cars could be your next project. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I am actually moving into uh, autonomous vehicles in the agriculture sector. Whoa. sector. That is so cool. Whoa. But we will talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Just hit me up when you're yeah. getting like uh, yeah. started. Sure. Wow, that's that's super great, man. Again, thank you for, for being thank here. You. Uh, you. And uh, you've been listening to Sunday Stories with me, your host, Farim Shenzade. And today I had an awesome entrepreneur, Erik Junix. Thanks. See you next time.